Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode number 56, Rumor Has It. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight are Matt. What's up, everybody? And Tom. Hey, everybody. How are you? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. So back at full strength tonight, right? We're back. <clears throat> and I have some I have some follow-up points that, I, that need to be addressed from the last podcast. One, you guys taking low blows at Space Mountain in the seating. What, what's up with that? It's an awful ride vehicle. Nobody yeah, likes it. We addressed it. it. It's, a, it's a, like a rocket ship, though. I mean, I think it's a great ride vehicle. And then another note, I, I know Pete referenced it. I would say Flight of Passage, that would have been something I would have had as a best ride vehicle uh, because it really is it, it it's a little uncomfortable uh, but once you kind of get settled in there it makes the ride that much better I and I agree I just have never been on it so neither one of us comment were, yeah neither one of us are really qualified to talk about it I'm trying to think if there's anything else you guys other than just ripping Space Mountain it, it made my wife cry <laughs> that was a traumatic story I heard that yeah, and I also was an hour away from Disney this weekend and, and did not make my way over there. So, Which is pretty much a sin. Yeah, I feel True bad True fan it. right here. True fan. Well, anywho, made it back for the podcast. Let's do this thing. I'm proud of you. Well, tonight we're going to talk about Disney urban legends and myths. Before we get into that, let's go to Tom with the news. Tom, what do we got this week? We've got quite a bit of news to uh, jump into. Uh, start over Magic Kingdom. I know last week Pete mentioned uh, the Liberty Square Riverboat. It looked like it may be coming back soon as they've, uh, you know, filled filled back in the water. But it looks like they're going to extend this now uh, for a little bit longer. I think it's been about a 10-month closure uh, for for this experience. And it looks like they're going to continue refurbishing, I'm assuming, the riverboat. Uh, It looks like it'll reopen during the holiday season, so... Nothing, no exact date, but that's kind of the whereabout time that, that we've found. We don't know the reason for this, do we? No, I, I mean, I, I thought it was just regular maintenance, but it sounds like there's some major work being done here. I know I know it closes a couple weeks every year for you know your typical maintenance, but uh, this has been pretty extensive. Staying in Magic Kingdom, the Plaza Restaurant will begin serving breakfast. Uh, Plaza Restaurant's on Main Street, USA. It'll add breakfast to its menu beginning November 4th, and that'll last through the holiday season. It is expected to just be a limited-time offer. I believe I read January 5th would be the last day. Uh, it's going to be your you know, typical breakfast. I think your menu items include uh, all-American breakfast, scrambled eggs, you know, potato, sausage, bacon, lobster, Benedict was on there. They had to create your own omelet. Uh, and it'll be served from 8 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. daily. Uh, reservations are now available. I'm not a big breakfast guy, but, you know, if, if it gets you in the park and, and you want to eat on Main Street USA, go for it. I mean, you got lobster at breakfast. It's tough to beat. Yeah, lobster Benedict with crispy fried green tomatoes did sound pretty good. I'll give you that. Staying in Magic Kingdom, looks like the early morning magic has expanded for, uh, farther into Fantasyland and it will change breakfast venue. So early morning magic will be returning to the Magic Kingdom this holiday season. It'll once again allow guests to enter the Magic Kingdom at 7.30 a.m., which is more than an hour before rope drop to have breakfast and experience Fantasyland before the park opens. It looks like there have been some changes uh, coming this year that were from last year's. Uh, Number of attractions for guests during this upcharge will double. 
Uh, so you'll have like it's a small world, Mad Tea Party, Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid, uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, Peter Pan, uh, and Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. And then in addition, the breakfast will move to Cosmic Rays. And I think it's like your typical Disney breakfast. I don't know. I don't think there's any characters and I don't think there's anything you know, real unique about the menu offering. I believe this will begin on December 2nd and it'll be on Sundays and Tuesdays. Uh, and the pricing on that is $79 per adult and $60 per child. Uh, regular theme park admission is also required. It's a pretty expensive breakfast. Now, I mean, you do get a couple of extra fast passes basically out of this, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's worth it in my eyes, but hey, maybe some people uh, really get fired up for it. I mean, you could theoretically have breakfast, ride Winnie the Pooh, Peter Pan, and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train before the park opens. For sure, for sure. So, and and then, you know, have fast passes for whatever else you wanted to ride. So, I don't know. You know, I'd, ra- I'd rather do Very Merry Christmas and spend the 110 than I, than I would to spend the 79 on breakfast. But that, I'm more of a night owl than a morning guy anyway, so. But moving over to Animal Kingdom. Rafiki's Planet Watch has been quite the topic since, I guess, week, two weeks. I mean, close to a month now where it's going to close, it's going to be seasonal. What are they going to do back there? It looks like it's going to be seasonal. Is that correct, Pete? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we expected that it was going to close permanently as part of a cost-cutting measure. And now the news has come out that it is going to reopen next year and it'll be operated as a seasonal attraction. I don't, I don't really get this. I mean, there's really not that much over there, right? I You know, I just actually watched a video on it because, you know, thinking it's going to close. It's, it's kind of cool. It's not a way I would spend my time in Animal Kingdom. I still don't know if this, I mean, I, I understand the seasonal change and it'll reopen, but I don't think this is, you know, long-term in the plans. I don't know what Disney's going to do in that area, but I still think eventually it will be permanently closed. Uh, now, last bit, of, last bit of news is probably the biggest piece of news. Uh, ticket price changes coming to Walt Disney World next month. So a lot of times when the year changes, you see the ticket prices go up typically. Well, it looks like Disney is now going to be offering a demand-based pricing for one-day tickets. Uh, It'll begin, I think, uh, October 16th. And this will apply to all ticket types, all parks. This is kind of their new pricing scheme, I guess. And all parks will will be the same price with the cost for single-day tickets at Disney's Animal Kingdom, Epcot, Magic Kingdom, or Hollywood Studios. I think the cost was between $109 and $129, and that's depending on how popular the day is expected to be. Each, each park will not have their own individual price set on a given day. It's just that depending on what attendance is expected to be at Disney World, all, all the parks, yeah, all the parks will have the same price. It'll just be, you know, one day it may be $109, the next day it may be $129, but that it'll be consistent through all four parks. Yeah, that's, that's I misinterpreted that because I was thinking each individual park uh, would would fluctuate on their own. That was it, unless there's any anything else that you guys had that you wanted to share. So you weren't here last episode. We're all just going to put the um, plastic and Disney to bed. If you have anything else to say about it, Tom, say it now or forever hold your peace. I'm good. No, I think I think we've hammered that point pretty uh, pretty hard. So I'm good. Do you have anything that you wanted to comment about, you know, India Pavilion that's being rumored in the World Showcase? You know, that's exciting. I, I'm more excited to get the new attraction, to be totally honest. I mean, I think India... If you look back historically, I think it was one of the originals that they had plans for. So you get the Taj Mahal, get a pretty uh, pretty sweet attraction. Epcot, 
you know, anything, anything on attraction based in the world showcase is usually, usually pretty good. But not only that, if we get a ride similar to Shanghai Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean, how insane is that going to be? Oh, it's going to be awesome. We, we, we can't wait. <laughs> Ridiculous. I mean, I, I'm, I'm always watching, watching the video. I've watched the video on YouTube far too many times. I don't want to admit how many times I've watched it. So that would be really awesome to have, have something like that here. And I have a friend who's gone to Shanghai Disney and she said it was absolutely incredible. And if you have not watched that, recommend you go on YouTube and watch it. I, it's it's not obviously going to be the same experience as if it if you were going on the ride, but it still gives you a really good idea of what the ride system is, what effects you know that they've employed on this ride. I can remember the first time we all watched this video and just went crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It and I can only imagine what it would look like to actually be there because it's absolutely ridiculous. All right, well, if that is all the news, let's pause for just a minute to hear from our sponsors. Destinations with Character Travel Agency is your one-stop shop for Disney vacations, cruises, and more. With clients ranging from the magic makers of Hollywood to the business executives of New York to families from all over the U.S., people trust the travel consultants of Destinations with Character to make their magical dreams a reality with the patience, care, and attention to detail they deserve. With over 50 years of experience in Disney and worldwide travel, are over 30 travel consultants trained to give the best prices and service possible. Destinations with Character has the tools to make the difference for you. Find out how to take the stress and hassle out of your vacation. Simply contact them to let the magic begin. Destinations with Character Travel, making dream vacations come true every single day. Visit their website at www.destinationswithcharacter.com or email them at info at destinationswithcharacter.com and be sure to tell them that the Men Do WDW podcast sent you. So your family is coming to Orlando and the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into our Disney urban legends and rumors. I'm kind of excited about this because I feel like there's a lot of this out there, a lot of things that people believe about Disney World. It just isn't true. And I don't want to be like a negative Nancy here, but I feel like we're going to just be debunking a whole lot of stuff in this episode. But that's what makes it fun because I can remember back in the day, I'd go to Snopes.com and I'd just look at, i go to the Disney section and I'd just read so many things that like I'd heard, you know, you hear all kinds of things when you're younger, especially. But a lot of these, like I, I'm looking through the list here, Pete, and I was still 50-50 on some of this stuff. So it's going to be it's gonna be fun to talk about, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Now, unfortunately, a lot of these urban legends are going to have to do with people dying on rides, people dying in the park. There's just a lot of that out there. There's a lot of rumors about ghosts and 
rides being haunted and guests dying in the park. And unfortunately, that's just kind of a fact of life. So yeah, so let's go ahead and get started with the first one. And let's talk about the Skyway. So the the urban legend here is that the Skyway closed because a guest fell out of it and died. Not exactly what happened, but there is a grain of truth in this. And I think that's how most urban legends start, with a grain of truth, something that did happen that got exaggerated. It's kind of like playing telephone with your friends. I'm going to give some background. The Skyway ran from Tomorrowland to Fantasyland, correct? And the Fantasyland station is actually where the Tangled Tower is now, I think. It, it, yeah, it is. I, I was just thinking about that. I believe it is. But but this is kind of appropriate as we get into the Disney gondola system that's coming out. Because, I mean, what is the gondola system but a glorified Skyliner? So I guess what, what happened here is that a cast member was cleaning one of the platforms. Now, this was not a platform that was accessible to guests, but it, it was a platform that needed to be clean. That cast member was, again, on the platform. Other cast members did not know that he was on that platform. They started up the ride. He tried to grab onto one of the uh, ride vehicles and I guess could not climb inside and fell into a flower bed and, and later died. So the, the ride did close several months after that, but it was not directly because of this cast member's death. The amount of riders on this had just kind of slowed down. Well, and it was also it was an, from what I've read, it was an economical decision too. There had to be some some maintenance done to the ride vehicles, and they were going to have to do a, kind of like a full upgrade, you know, coming coming pretty quickly. And it kind of made made for an easy, you know, an easy just you know money saver to be to be honest. I used to like doing this, and I can remember going to the parks and watching people above me and being on this attraction. But, um, I, I mean, even as a kid, I never really felt awesome on it. Like, it was cool, but, you know, it stopped a lot. And it wasn't very practical, I feel like, for actually moving people throughout the park. Well, you should probably tell that to Disney, since they have hedged all their bets on this as their newest transportation method. <laughs> it'll, be a, it'll be a lot different. <laughs> it'll be better as long as it's air-conditioned. Oh, my god. Which gosh. it is not. All right, so the next urban legend that we're going to talk about, again, is death-related. But it has to do with Walt Disney. So there are all kinds of rumors and legends out there. And this kind of applies to Disneyland more than Disney World. But there's all kinds of legends out there that Walt Disney's either body or head or leg or whatever is cryogenically frozen and is under the castle, under Pirates of the Caribbean, somewhere else at the parks. This one just, it makes no sense. He was cremated two days after he passed, you know, and his ashes are, aren't they spread in a... um a natural forest in California? I think so. Something like that. And, you know, the thing is that Disney had a very separate private life than the public image that, that he kind of put out there. Yeah, but this this is not true. You don't have to be worried about when you're riding the Haunted Mansion that you're going to be two feet away from Walt Disney's remains. Um, his spirit lives on in Disney World, but that is the only way. Yeah, his he's not going to... Uh... His cremated body is not going to come up and uh, from under the castle and and get you or whatever. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the next one. We're gonna stop talking about death for for a minute here. This is one of my favorite myths or urban legends that no longer occurs, but did happen at one point. Uh, and I wish that I would have been a part of this uh, when you go to see the Toy Story characters and you yelled Andy. He's coming. They used to just fall. And 
they stopped doing it because a cast member did get injured uh, while, while they were doing this. Uh, they actually hurt themselves when they did the fall. So now what, what happens when you say and, and there are, the there are photographs and there are videos of this happening. No, that's so, not. There's no yes, way. Yes, this really did happen in the past. Yeah, so I'll, I'll hit the next one up. And um, this is um, actually a, a relic from one of Pete's all-time favorite rides. And um, it's obviously what I'm talking about is the plane in Casablanca from the great movie ride. Um, a lot of people think that that plane is the actual plane from the movie Casablanca. Um, that is not true. Um, and actually, when you were on the great movie ride and you saw the plane in the Casablanca scene, you were actually only seeing half of a plane. Um, you were seeing the front half. The um, back half of the actual plane used is in the Jungle Cruise. So this is not the plane from Casablanca. The plane that was in Casablanca was a scale model, so it wasn't a full-size plane. And this obviously is a, a full-size plane. So this is also another one of my favorite ones because Disney's good at this kind of stuff. And I don't know that we have this marked as one we were going to share, but if you notice the dog that's in Pirates of the Caribbean where everyone's trying to get the keys out of the dog's mouth, same animatronic, same dog as the, the, uh, at the Carousel of Progress. Uh, the dog's name is Rover in the Carousel of Progress. Uh, and that's, Disney, Disney's good at that. They, they don't let things go to waste. Uh, for, for Very sure. much so. Can we talk about some more dead people? Sure, that seems to be your forte. So Pirates of the Caribbean. Supposedly, there was a welder named George that was killed during construction of Pirates of the Caribbean. Not really clear how he died. He either got electrocuted or he drowned because he was hit by a falling beam or something something like that. And legend has it that he still haunts the attraction to this uh, to this day. There's never been any evidence about George, never any proof that he actually existed. Cast members do still talk about George today, and a, a lot of new cast members are warned about George when they when they start working on the ride. But there's no actual proof that George ever existed. Chances are it was made up by a cast member to add to the legend of Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, you know what they say is that they actually tell George good night at the end of every evening and if they don't uh they say that they have a ton of you know malfunctions the next day uh they it's kind of a superstition and i've i've been to magic kingdom where pirates of the caribbean has broken down four or five times in a day so i believe in george listen i think it happened i think he i think he i I believe in ghosts so i think he maybe haunts pirates caribbean well let's talk about another ghost on um, the Tower of Terror. There is a rumor out there that the Tower of Terror is actually haunted. You know, I mean, there's a lot of haunts on that ride. But um, the rumor is that employees never re- don't ride Platform D Elevator alone. Um, the Platform D Elevator, um, you can all see it, but they don't ride that alone because when cast members would ride that elevator alone, the lights would, flick- would flicker and a figure would appear. Um, that figure was supposedly a bellhop who had a heart attack and died while loading loading guests into the ride. Um, there's no evidence of this, but I think this is another one of those, you know, kind of scare the new cast member a little bit. You know, you're already in a creepy environment. Let's just see how much more we can, you know, push the envelope. And it's kind of scary because, you know, the Tower of Terror is a, is a scary attraction for a lot of folks. And, you know, all it takes is a, a little flicker. <laughs> Okay, imagine that you are closing this ride down at night and you're going on Tower of Terror by yourself. I mean, of course you're going to see things. And of course you're going to feel like you're not you alone. You know what? I don't, I don't even creepy. know if I can do it alone. Like, I don't know I if could I, not. Could. I, I could. I could not. Absolutely it. not. I'd close my eyes. 
Oh, I would hate, no, I'd hate to be in that building alone. Well, Matt, I think back to when we were at the Villains Unleashed event and we were riding that ride and we were pretty much by ourselves. Even walking through the queue for that by ourselves was creepy. Oh, even with a cast member in the room where you see the, the pre-ride video, it was me, you, and maybe two other people. Maybe. Another another urban legend about the Tower of Terror, and I don't know if you'd call this an urban legend so much as you would a rumor, is that the Tower of Terror is going to be replaced either with a Guardians of the Galaxy ride or with Elsa's Ice Castle. Neither one of these is true at Disney World yet. So so Disneyland obviously has had their Tower of Terror retrofitted. It is now home to the collector from Guardians of the Galaxy. And of course, there is no more Tower of Terror at Disneyland anymore. It is now Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. So of course, as soon as this happened, rumors came out that this was also going to happen to at at Magic at uh, excuse me at Hollywood Studios, but as of right now, there are no plans for this to happen. This is one too that I would just be I'd be shocked if it if it ever came to fruition. And you know, based on how much we talk about the Tower of Terror and our trivia question from last week, we'd all be devastated. We'd all be upset. We we would, but you know, if you really think about it, does it make sense to have a Tower of Terror themed now? Okay, there is a there is a Twilight Zone reboot coming. So maybe that'll get some more people involved in the Twilight Zone. But does it really make sense to have a Twilight Zone themed ride at Disney World at end 2018? Yeah. So when the, when the attraction first came, it made 100 percent, you know, sense. You were in that entire, you know, Sunset Boulevard. I mean, you're right there in, you know, 1930s Hollywood. And that's what they intended that that avenue to be or that boulevard. And I still think it has a place because you're for me, Hollywood Studios, and they're making it more and more Disney related. But for a while, it was like where the outskirts of Disney hung out. Like, you know, maybe, you know, Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. I mean, you had Rock and Roller Coaster. You still have Tower of Terror. And we're getting way off track here. And I don't, I don't know if you really want me to go this far into it, Pete. But I think it still makes sense because now Tower of Terror is a Disney classic. You think about Disney World when you think of Tower of Terror. So I, I'm, I hope it doesn't go anywhere. All right, guys. Well, I'm, I'm going th- going through our urban legends, trying to figure out which one I want to hit. And this is one I actually have a question on. The Hydrolator lawsuit. I could have sworn this actually happened. Okay, we talked about this. And Matt, I don't think you were around for this. Okay, so background on this. The Hydrolators, before Finding Nemo was built at Epcot, before it was the seas with Nemo and friends, it was the living seas. And you took a Hydrolator down to Seabase Alpha, right? So the the kind of gimmick was you were trapped in this elevator for like a minute while it took you down to Sea Base Alpha. And of course you weren't really going anywhere. You were you you dropped like a foot and a half. There was there was no actual descent. You weren't actually going underwater. So the the urban legend here is that there was a lawsuit that a woman sued Disney because her eardrums ruptured because of the rapid pressure change brought on by the hydrolator. Which, of course, there is no rapid pressure change because you're not really going anywhere. Now, there is no record of this anywhere in any of the court records that, that anybody can find. So if it happened, there's no record of it anywhere. So it's extraordinarily unlikely that this happened. Man, I, I've just, I think I've always thought this was real. And it's funny. I mean, I laugh every time I, we talk about this one. And I guess I was just surprised when we were kind of going through getting our stuff together for the show that 
there is no record. I mean, we I've I've shared this on the on the podcast in the past, and I did not do my research. I, I it's one of those you know urban legends that I've heard and made sense, and I thought it was funny. So, and so apparently, what happened was that they brought this the judge for this trial in and had him ride on the hydrolators and they didn't close the doors. They left the doors open so he could see how far that they descended. And it was like a foot and a half and they dismissed the case at that point. But a trial like this would not have, would have not have gotten to that point. Anyway, it would not have gotten before a judge because literally all Disney would have had to do is pull the schematics for the ride, send them to whoever filed the suit and they would feel like idiots. Yeah, I don't know. I always thought that that's one of my my most fun ones, and I I kind of feel like an idiot now for believing it. So, an urban legend that I really like is that the turkey legs at Disney World are actually emu legs. Okay, first off, emu legs would be about eight times bigger than turkey legs. So you would literally need like a wheelbarrow to carry an emu leg around. <laughs> No, not only that, the emu also costs like $30 a pound. So these emu legs that you buy would, would cost like $65. I'm, I'm just thinking of Matt <laughs> walking Eating around the park. <laughs> I mean. It would take you like two and a half hours to eat it. <laughs> this is my favorite one we've done so far. All right, well, so that one was, that one was quick and easy. I'm, I'm going to go do another one right now. And um, this one actually is that you know one of me and Pete's favorite favorite rides, and Thomas too. But um, Splash Mountain. Did you say Splash or Flash? Um, have, have you guys ever heard of Flash Mountain? So Splash Mountain has the nickname Flash Mountain because um, some women decided it would be fun to pull down their tops for the picture. Um, so you know when you're going down Splash Mountain, they take a picture of you, and there have been all kinds of things that have happened <laughs> on this attraction during the picture segment. But um, some women started this, and they would flash the camera. You know, they would display themselves. Um, so what this led to is a delay, a delay with the with the ride photo. So you don't get your ride photo immediately when you exit the attraction. You have to wait a little bit, and that's because there is a cast member who is frantically checking every picture of every log flume that goes down the falls just to make sure there's no pornography. So they simply delete the photo, and it won't show up. Um, you can Google this if you're so inclined. That's that's why they call it Splash Mountain, Flash Mountain. So this is one of the urban legends we can say is actually true. It, it is true, and it I don't know why it's just this ride. Like, I have not heard about this on any other Disney ride other than on Splash Mountain. I have an idea. I think it's the adrenaline rush of going down the falls and then just doing something else that you probably shouldn't be doing. Yeah, but think There's about, think about Rock and Roller Coaster or Space Mountain. or well, well, the restraints. I think it's the restraints. You can't really move around. Splash Mountain. You could do it in do, space, too. I, space, Yeah, Space Mountain and Splash Mountain have pretty much the same restraints. So I, I, don't, I we, don't know. I don't know why. Can we visit another thing? What a terrible job to just look at pictures all day. I would hate that job. I mean, I think we all do it on Instagram every day. All day you just look at ride, ride photos from Splash Mountain. I bet you have some funny pictures, though, of like families or kids that are terrified or, you know, that occasional flash. In my opinion, we took the funniest picture ever. And it made it through the screening process, so. Here's one, here's one that also surprised me when I figured out that it was not true. The spires on Cinderella's Castle, Cinderella Castle, I know you... You hear they can remove them for hurricanes or, or bad weather. That's not true. The castle cannot be disassembled for bad weather. At Disney World, when they constructed any of the large structures there, they made sure they were, you know, safe for 
for inclement weather as possible because they are in, in Florida and they are in an area where, you know, hurricanes can can get to them. But um, th- this one surprised me because I figured that you could remove the, the spires. Pete, I got one for you. And I think you're the one that told me this. That's why I want to swing it back to you. But I heard a rumor that um, Walt Disney is actually one of the singing busts in the Haunted Mansion. He is not. Now, the the bust in question that everybody kind of says is Walt Disney is modeled after a guy named Thurl Ravenscroft. He looks kind of like Walt Disney. And I think it's the mustache that really does it more than anything else. He's got Walt Disney's mustache. But this guy was the voice of Tony the Tiger. He sang Grim Grinning Ghosts. He's the lead singer on Grim Grinning Ghosts. He also sang You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. But he, he, he does look a lot like Walt Disney, though. But no... Walt Disney is not one of the singing busts in in the Haunted Mansion. This is another guy. And and yeah, this is a pretty common bit of misinformation about the Haunted Mansion. Club 21. The the rumor is that there is a a club, Club 21, at Pirates of the Caribbean and Magic Kingdom. No, you haven't been there. No, your brother hasn't been there. No, your brother's friend hasn't been there because it doesn't exist. Where this came from is Club 33 at Disneyland is the entrance to Club 33 at Disneyland did used to be located at Blue or right next to Blue Bayou, which is the restaurant at Pirates of the Caribbean. It has since been relocated, so it's it's no longer next to Blue Bayou. And and Disney actually has built a Club 33 in Magic Kingdom now, which is in the Adventureland veranda. It costs twenty five thousand dollar to join up. That's a lot of money. I'm pretty sure it comes with an annual pass. If if you're spending twenty five thousand dollar entrance fee plus whatever. Twelve or fifteen thousand dollars a year, whatever the cost is, on an annual basis to be a member of Club Thirty Three. I think the least they can do is give you a theme park ticket. Y'all are gonna think I'm crazy, but I don't think it comes with an annual pass. I think I read this somewhere. I, I will it confirm. Should. If it doesn't, it should. Yeah, you're talking another thousand bucks on top of that. Whatever. And again, we are we do have a Men Do Disney Club Thirty Three fund. If you'd like to contribute, um, you can you can Venmo us money. We'll be glad to accept it. And, and attach the person whose name you want to be a member. Because only one of us is getting in. So the annual membership fee is roughly $15,000. And the membership does include access to all four Walt Disney World Club 33 locations. Premier passport for the member, spouse, and any children under the age of 26. Okay. So it does come with... It co- what about free, what about like it does free come food? With, no, you have to pay for food still. There's not like just like little finger foods in the club? I don't know. You'll, once we get our membership, I mean, look, if you're spending $15,000 a year on this, I, I don't think another $200 meal is going to uh, break the bank for you. The 15000 really isn't that bad now that I think about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let well, us know how Club 33 is, Matt. We're going to move on uh, here. <laughs> yeah. This is one that, again, I was stunned to find out this never actually existed. Because this was a hot, hot, hot rumor that Disney was going to open Dark Kingdom, which would have been a villains-themed park. I think we all have believed this at one point, and it actually never existed in any form, not even conceptually. So this was this was just a massive rumor that that caught fire. And this came like from the internet, like because these rumors started circulating pretty much when everybody started getting on the internet and started talking about Disney on the internet. But yeah, never were any actual plans. There were a couple things that contributed to this, particularly the Sleeping Beauty Castle tour at Tokyo Disneyland contributed to this. And this was a very villain-centric walking tour. 
apparently it was pretty intense from what I've read about it. Which, it sounds awesome, but at the same time, I think I'd probably be scared. I mean, like, the Snow White ride used to scare me in Fantasyland when I was a kid. I can't imagine walking and, through And this was apparently similar to that. Mm. I would have loved it. I mean, I, I, I'm still on the whole, I wanted Beastly Kingdom train. And you can, you can still find some Beastly Kingdom items in Animal Kingdom, specifically a, a, a dragon's head. Oh, man, villains would be awesome. It'd be terrifying. They would be. And I think Disney has kind of tested the waters with this. I mean, they did the Disney Villains Unleashed, right? You would have a ton of interest in this. I just don't know the sustainability in the under 13-year-old crowd. Like, I don't think families are going to be going this and making this. This I don't know. I'm talking right now, but I just don't know the viability of it long term. Yeah, because you think you think of a family trip to Disney World, like... Does that re- do you really want to go to a villain's kingdom where they're trying to like kill people or hurt people? Like, now what would be really cool is if they did this around Halloween and they just transformed one part. Mm. Now, wasn't there also the villain mountain magic kingdom rumor? With I think this t- that last one ties into what you're talking about, but yeah, Tom, I, I know okay. you're talking about. What else we got? Do you guys remember River Country? I love River, River Country, is awesome. I loved River Country. I thought it was, you know, one of the best water parks at Disney. Did you know that it closed because of a brain-eating amoeba? <laughs> yeah, this this is another one that, that went went pretty wild. I think River Country closed because it, it wasn't quite up to the same standard that Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach were. Yeah, and there just wasn't the thrill ride aspect or the diff, you know, the entire the wave pool of Typhoon Lagoon. There wasn't like a, um, you know, just a drive to this particular water park, but. Well, it just wasn't a very exciting water park, was it? I mean, it had, you know, the only thing that I really remember, the only thing that really stands out about River Country to me is that when you were in like the pools and the slides and stuff, the bottoms were all sand. It was all kind of natural. Yeah. Well, this one, this one actually closed after the 2001 season and it closed because attendance was just so far down. Like Tom said, it, it wasn't touching Blizzard Beach. It wasn't touching Typhoon Lagoon. And a lot of the, the rides, or I, I call them rides, I guess, but it was kind of rustic. It was kind of like an old-timey feel, and people just stopped going. I mean, that's just a simple... One of the weirdest things about it, though, is it just kind of stayed there and rotted. I mean, they've recently started clearing, clearing space, and they were going to do something. You can, yeah, you can still see it from different parts of Disney World. Yeah, I think they're most likely going to put a hotel there. It's It just was weird, and I think that, that, like, that helped keep the rumor alive because Disney just... Closed it, and it just sat there and rotted. Uh, what else? Horizons. So Horizons was a dark ride. It was an Omnimover dark ride. Pretty popular until it closed, from what I understand. The The rumor is that Horizons closed because a sinkhole opened underneath it. This is obviously not true. Horizons, where Horizons was, is where Mission Space is now. There's no sinkhole there. Well, time out. I mean, it sank down, and now Mission Space is being supported by Horizons. Come on, put your tinfoil hat on with me. Let's do this. <laughs> now, what what actually happened was the, the ride just wasn't very popular, other than among diehard Disney fans. Also, GE ended their sponsorship of this ride, and, and so it, it was sponsorless. It needed some repairs. You know, I, and I think this is what happens with a lot of Disney rides there's no sponsor. It needs a lot of repairs. And instead of doing the necessary repairs, Disney just ends up shutting the ride down. I think the same thing happened to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. They they needed a lot of repairs. They said, no, we're not going to do it. They filled it in, and now we've got Seven Dwarfs Mine Train instead. So, well, I guess last, it, it wouldn't be 
a Disney urban legend Halloween type podcast episode if we didn't talk about the millions of people's ashes that are spread throughout Walt Disney World. Millions. It's just littered with ashes. We kind of talked about this earlier with, you know, Walt Disney, Walt Disney's remains and, you know, he's cremated and a lot of people say his ashes are spread throughout different attractions. But I have, I actually have heard about this, Pete, and I mean, you're going to debunk this, I hope. But there was a woman on the Haunted Mansion who was like seen on video recording spreading some kind of powdery substance or powdery material. But a lot of people said she was like her husband's remains. This is the only instance that that I could find about anybody spreading anything on Pirates of the Caribbean or Haunted Mansion or anything like that. Disney has denied that these were ashes. Nobody really knows what they were. When Disney finally got there to stop this woman, it it was all already in the water. So at that point, what do they do, right? Look, if you're going to take your dead one's powdered ashes and dump them into Pirates of the Caribbean, I, I don't really think anybody's going to do anything. This has been something that that comes up a lot. There, there are no concrete, or there is no concrete evidence of this happening, other than one instance where yes, a woman was caught spreading some kind of powder. But other than that, there's there's no other evidence of this happening. She was probably just dusting her fingers off some powdered donuts that she snuck into the park. That's probably what it was. Or she was applying some gold bond to keep herself from chafing. Who knows? It would be so difficult to to do to get away with anything with all the cameras on. Haunted Mansion especially. Yeah, I agree. But, I mean, the fact is, if you bring a little vial of ashes and you dump them into the water, they're not going to stop you. How are they going to stop you? Now you're you're almost I'm not encouraging it. I'm just saying it's not. (laughs) Pete, Pete, what do you want us to do with your ashes? I would like you to fly over Disney World on a plane and dump my ashes over. They'll never get to Disney World. (laughs) Control their space. If you have any of your own urban legends that you had that you've heard of that you want us to debunk or you know let you know they are true, let us know. Um, hit hit me up on social media, and on on Twitter. You know we also have an Instagram that I'm not really doing as much with as I should right now. But hit us up wherever you can find us. I didn't talk about hot or uh, Splash Mountain tonight. I don't really have anything to say about it other than uh, it is the greatest ride at Disney World. Okay, yeah, and and the ride vehicles on Space Mountain are still uncomfortable. It's just a trash ride oh overall. Oh my gosh. Well, actually, mm. how about, um, do you guys have any honorable mentions? Because I do have an honorable All I have to say is next time we go to Disney, I'll make sure to get us a fast pass for the great movie ride. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. But I mean, there. so some of the things that are true, there is a suite in Cinderella's Castle that you know was was an idea for Walt and his family but I think you can actually get get in there can't you Pete? I'm going to I'm going to actually I'm going to actually debunk that a little bit it was not an idea for Walt and his family in fact it was initially designed as a storage room and until the year of a million dreams that's all it was was a storage room and when Disney dreamed up this year of a million dreams that was the point at which they turned it into a suite and you could win a stay in the suite in Cinderella Castle well, cool, cool. That's one I've always been wondering about, and I, I knew I know it's there. I just didn't know when it actually became a suite in Cinderella's castle. And you can see pictures of it online. You will never stay there. I will never stay there. You know, I think they, I think they reserve it for celebrities and and that sort of thing. And they do have sweepstakes to to get in there every once in a while. But so highly unlikely. A chance. There, there may be a chance, but highly unlikely. Tom, uh, what do you got this week for the trivia question and secret? So we'll knock out the trivia question first and hit the secret. Following up, Matt, thank you for covering last week for me on trivia. Your trivia question was, 
what year was the Hollywood Tower Hotel built? And this was in reference to what what number or what year is represented on the building? It was 1917. That is 22 years before the lightning strike. So for those who got that right, you are very observant. Good job. Moving to this week's trivia question. Again, you can tweet us at Podcast on Twitter. You can email us at mendoewdw at gmail.com with your answers. This week's trivia question. What was Disney World called in its early development stage? So, obviously, we had Disneyland already, and this name was permanently called Walt Disney World. But what was it called when Walt was acquiring the land and early, early, early development development of what we all know today as Walt Disney World? Again, you can tweet us at podcast or email us at gmail.com. Now, to the secret of the night. This one's pretty cool. So, I think we've shared the largest hidden Mickey is the aerial view of Hollywood Studios. But did you know that the aerial view of Animal Kingdom's shape resembles the outline of the continent Africa? We've got a hidden Africa. I did not know this. You know, I didn't either. And I've had to, some pictures are better than others when you look aerial view of this. But I've never really heard this as being something they intentionally did. But I mean, obviously they had to, right? There's no way this just Nothing got Nothing happens in, in Walt Disney World on accident. Very good point. Correct. But that is all I have for the uh, secret and trivia question tonight. All right. Anything else, guys? I think that's it. Matt? No. No, I got nothing left. All right. Well, let's go ahead and close it out. That's all for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at Podcasts. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at mendoewdw at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.